When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today by two of my regular contributors. Garrettine McAvoy, hello. And Patrick Kovonic, hello. How are we all today on this beautiful December evening? Starting to feel festive, Derek. Starting to feel festive. And I, I, I love this because I feel festive for the whole month of December because I, I stick religiously to the Irish language rule, which is, you know, December is Nullock, mm-hmm. Christmas is Nullock. Therefore, as soon as December rolls around, she and Nulloggy, and I'm here to party. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling. I wasn't festive actually, and I'm normally festive like on the first of November. But th- I wasn't really feeling it. I don't know why. And then the late late toy show happened, and suddenly I am now decked out in as much festive stuff as I could get away with wearing to work today. <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah, I've been wearing red socks. <laughs> okay, we'll give you that. Sure, okay, that's so festive. That's as bad as festive as I get. <laughs> so one of the things I'm hoping to get for Christmas that's on my list is a BMW. Yeah, good luck I, with that. I hope you've been really good this year. <laughs> and as I was writing this in my letter to Santa, it occurred to me that the letters in Irish, B, M and W, are intimately, essentially, tragically and complexically interlinked. Yeah, they are indeed. And our old little buddy V as well, but it doesn't fit as well into your nice uh, catchy acronym. So no. sure. But if um, you were actually in Germany, they'd be a BMW, wouldn't it? It would be a BMW, yeah. Bayerische Motorwerken. Mm. I did not know that that was what it meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Bavarian Motor Company. Exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, that, this is something that went way back and it feels like forever ago we actually sat down talking about the letter V. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, V is, is not pronounced V in German, but uh, pronounced V. And uh, W is pronounced V. And, and of course... Volkswagen in English is pronounced Volkswagen in Germany. So, yeah, the pronunciations are slightly different. But, yeah, yeah, in Irish, inextricably linked because your B and your M, if you shave them, if you throw a H on them, they can be either a V or a W, depending on the context. Depending on where you are. Or where you, you are. Were. Depending on the notion, weather. Depending on what notions you have. As what well. notions have you? <laughs> <laughs> to give an example for some of our listeners who are stunned by what they just heard, say... <laughs> There's the verb be, 
in Irish, so bian, 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 like uh, is bi father. In the past tense, it's v, which is b h i father. Yep. Um, v may, v two, v she, v she in the past tense. Now, I mean, look, you can get a lot of that because the past tense of a verb in Irish is quite simple. You mm-hmm. normally just bang a shavu onto it to, to show that you did something in the past. So that's the same with any other word that starts with a with a b, like like bool, the verb mm-hmm. to hit. So vool may a. Oh. Or wool may, but I don't think I've ever heard anyone like even in Connemara where they are most aso- most associated with the w sound as opposed to the v sound. They'd never call it v we as opposed to <laughs> we may we may. <laughs> but then again, actually, sorry, having a total like existential crisis now. It's on will as opposed on will. to on will. Well, you do hear on will. You do hear on will. Yeah, but you know, you can hear on will or on will as opposed to. Yeah, no, v, v, or we. v is universally v, v. And that's not V the letter, that's V the verb in the past tense. V me, V me, da wolo. So sometimes a BH can be V, and sometimes it can be W. For example, Avalia. 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 Tamagal Avalia. I like the Avalia. Avalia. <laughs> I will never. What I love about it is the flexibility. Shirawalia. Shirawalia. The Mughal Shirawalia. Shirawalia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that said in Kodamara, where it's a, a sense of going home, where it has a mm. real sense of going home, it is more usually Shirawalia. And, and that's that's just sounds so beautiful. But yeah, a lot of this is, is the geographic context of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in Dingle and you're heading back out to Ballyferreter, Tonto Dol Shirawalia. But if you're in Galway and you're heading back out to Kasla, Portugal, Shirwalia. Shirwalia. Mm. And it's, you know, it's part of the, the beauty. There's of something the... lovely and musical about the way that people say it. It, it does sound, mm. it's onomatopoeic. It sounds quite, like you were saying, Father, it sounds like that, that it has that feeling of home with it, mm-hmm. depending on the way it's said. It's quite nice. Funny anecdote. There's actually, a, where I'm from, I'm just from outside of uh, Stradbally, where they have Electric Picnic. Mm-hmm. And on the road down to the main entrance to Electric Picnic, there's several houses. And one particular house now, I, I know like naming your house is like a fun thing people like to do. Mm-hmm. And naming them in Irish is also a fun thing people <laughs> like to do, regardless of whether their grammar is correct. But there's one house on that road and it's uh, they were trying to call it home, but they just called it a walia with no like you need to have like uh, a preposition in front of it for it to be a walia. So it's just a walia. Just every time I go to a electric picnic, I just see it and I just have hate in my heart for that house, <laughs> <laughs> Like your grammar is incorrect. It I try just, not to be that person who's always correcting grammar, but it does hurt me. It sounds like the house is just roaring at you to go home. Yeah, a walia, a valia, it can be both. It's kind of flexible. There's some of them that, again, depending on the, the context. Like, you know, there's a lovely name in Irish, mm. Siobhan. Siobhan yes. is a beautiful name. It's absolutely gorgeous. And in Munster, that's Siobhan. And in Connemara, that's Siobhan. But if you're up in Ulster, you go north enough, that's Shun. Shun. Really? Yeah. I have never heard that before. Yeah, Shun. For the same spelling, not, not same spelling can be the same spelling, and of course there is uh, our good friend of ours, Shun, who's been on this podcast with us. Yeah. She has a different spelling of what is etymologically the same name. Etymologically the same name. It's yes, and it's it's becoming more and more popular now, and it's a wonderful name. Actually, this is an interesting point that in Ulster Irish it is more common to soften that bh and dove, as as we as, as we call it in Dublin and. In other places, is often do. Mm. 
It it is, and it's the same in Scots Gaelic. It's due as well, and you can see the um, the remnants of this because that would have been a far more prevalent pronunciation mm-hmm. uh, up until the eighteen hundreds, and you can see the, the 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 remnants, the legacy of that in the Irish word for navy, mm-hmm. uh, which is duhurum, duhurum, but actually it comes from dovhurum, a black blue, and would have been just that way of pronouncing it. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, look, it's 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 interesting, but there there is this tendency in in Northern Irish to just sort of. You know, we talk about Munster Irish and Connemara Irish. It's mm. quite similar. Is it a v? Is it a, you know, uh, a w? And then up in Ulster, they're just going, ah, we don't pronounce it. Like, no, it's just not there. But I think that's quite nice. It's like, um, particularly Donegal Irish, it's it's similar to Donegal English. It's just something lovely and lazy about it. It's so, I was on the bus on the way here. There was a lady from Donegal behind me talking on the phone about... I don't know, she's some teacher and she was talking about some troublesome child in her class. But it was just the most poetic thing I've ever heard. And I didn't want to get off the bus mm-hmm. because it was just so musical. And the, the Irish, I think, is like that. It's kind of a, a soft, sort of lazy, we're not going to get to the end of the word, but it's fine. Sure, we're from Donegal and it's beautiful up here. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite things to listen to in the world is someone from the Donegal Gaeltic speaking English. Because I find that, that while, they're, while they're Irish is quite mellifluous, real musical and everything like that, there is something beautiful about the way someone from Donegal pronounces every syllable in the word. And it's just fantastic. Mm. I have a colleague who does that. It's, it's quite musical. And then, I mean, when you think of that kind of, ooh, that soft sound, and an egg is clearly an ov. Oh, it's always an ov, isn't ov, it? yeah. I don't know. Would if they you say went, ooh, I mean, you have to be very, you have to be very northern, very Ulster to go. Where's my? What are you having for your breakfast? <laughs> oh, it's an ov. It's an ov. I guess ivacha. Ivacha. No, no, it is ivacha and an ov. Yeah, that's that's universal. I'm going on a tangent now, but does that come from the French? If is that where we get it from? I imagine it's probably Oof. the same root. Does it not Oof. come from the Latin ovum? Oh, perhaps. Yeah. Duh. Oh my God, it's embarrassing. <laughs> You're the only person in the world who can go do to a Latin etymology. <laughs> well, of course. I'm the only one in this obvious. room with Ova, so like I should have known that. <laughs> That's what she said. We'll be right back after this message. Words to That Effect is a literary podcast of the intriguing, the curious and the unexplored. The show is about culture, history, science and more, but it's all linked together with literature. Basically, I try to answer the sort of questions you probably didn't know you had. Like, why do aliens always land in New York and never in Dublin? Why did the creator of Sherlock Holmes, the most rational detective of them all, believe in fairies and ghosts? Where do zombies come from and why have they taken over popular culture? These are the questions you now desperately need the answers to. Excellent. Words that effect is for you. The show is the latest addition to the Headstuff Podcast Network. Episodes are out every fortnight and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and at wttepodcast.com. Enjoy the show. One of my favorite words to say in Irish is rower. I just think it's got a nice sound to it, rower. Sounds uh, like what it is. Yeah, it sounds like what it is. Rower. Yeah. As, as far as a seal. That's nice. is, yeah. I love that. That's a great, great uh, simile. Yeah, I like it. Just yeah. imagine going up to a seal and rubbing his belly. Oh, yeah. They don't like that. <laughs> don't tell me that. Don't destroy my dreams, <laughs> In other news, a woman was arrested in Dublin Zoo <laughs> molesting a seal. Because <laughs> uh, a sea lion is uh, is Ron Moore 
in Irish, which is basically a big seal. And what, what do you call a big seal? I feel like that's a little bit mean. Like, what if the sea lion is conscious about his size? Like, we're just pointing it out like, oh, it's a big seal. Like, we're, not only are you a big seal, but we actually use you to describe fat in Irish. Yeah. Co-rower Lerone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's hurtful to the poor seals and the sea lions. But it's, it's extremely aerodynamic when you're swimming. I'd imagine so, yeah. The blubber keeps you warm as well. That's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so Rauer is spelt R-A-M-H-A-R, which takes us into the M-H portion of the evening. Sometimes an M-H is a V and sometimes it's a whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 For example, Samhain. The month we've just had fairly recently, remember? Yeah, we just got over it. You had to bring it back up. It was one of the best months ever for me. Of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was. Would you like to tell everyone again why it was one of the best ones ever? Well. Oh, well. <laughs> well, B-H-U-L. <laughs> well, well, well. No, it's been wonderful. I want to thank everyone who listens to this podcast to vote for my book to win the Ireland AM Popular Nonfiction Award. I'm really delighted. And most importantly, my wife is delighted. Oh, yeah, we're all very proud of you, Derek. It was very well deserved. And we all voted a bunch of times and rigged the system. Ooh, yeah. No, Woo-hoo. kidding. kidding. <laughs> it's a rigged election. The Russians were involved. I only voted once on each of my devices. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Samhain. Samhain. Yeah, M-H. great month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously your mother is ma'am, but if you're addressing her, it's a wham. It could be, or on occasion, again, depending on your accent or where you're in the country, it could be a vam. A vam. Yeah, Movami. Because that's all my mum does, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> Your gender stereotypes aren't welcome here. <laughs> well, maybe his vam does like a bit of shopadoric, but also a bit of feminichus, feminism also. She, she actually, she really does like a bit of feminichus. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to my mum, if you're listening. Thanks a million for raising me the right way. Yes. MH, of course, can be V, such as a VAM. And also, you might have a friend called Neve. Might have a friend called Neve, or if I lived in Tunigal, I might have a friend called Nye. No, there's no, no one called Nye. <laughs> unless you're referring to knights and Monty Python, there's no Nye. Yeah. Nye. Um, but that's almost, that's exclusively Neve. I've, I've never heard anyone, and I think it's probably because it's, I mean, everybody has a friend called Neve. I everyone think does, everybody yeah. does know somebody mm. called Neve. If you speak um, Irish, you're issued with a friend called yeah, Neve. Yeah, you're given the, one. And when you get your degree. <laughs> <laughs> we we send them off as well. I mean, I know I have several fr- a Neve friends working in London who do respell it N-E-E-V or say, you know, that show on MTV, Catfish, that guy, that guy whose name is Neve. Yeah, it's like that. But ah, yeah, oh yeah, that's how okay. that's how they work it. <laughs> I'm just I'm looking for the word for catfish. <laughs> I hope it's a good one. I hope it's not just... I think I think it might be Katmara. Hang on. But it needs the context of... Yeah. Oh. Brig. Jeez, what is it? Katmara. Look below. Oh, no, he was... Oh, my God, brilliant. So there is a translation for catfish. Uh, of course, we should have known this. I'm not even going to pretend that we knew this. We had to <laughs> we, look it up. We did know we it. We didn't. We knew this. Brian's to cut catfish it. someone is unclean irul akur erkonagan, to, to, to sort of put but the virtual meadow mm. of someone, the virtual, you know, cloak, the virtual sort of like... Um, the virtual happy place. Yeah, imagine oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite nice, actually. Yeah. Except it's virtual. It's not real. The happy place that is this meadow is sad. I, I, think, I think virtual happiness is okay. What is the context for actual it being a catfish, not say a donkey or a seagull? Oh, you'd what, have to see the movie. For what, what the word means. Yeah, yeah. it was part... 
near, near the end when he it was revealed that he was being catfished, um, the husband of the woman doing the catfishing made some comments about catfish being put into, was it tanks with tuna to keep the tuna agile yeah. when they were being shipped to Japan or something or shipped from Japan. Yeah. Um, and then it was just in the context of the film, they called it catfish and then it became a verb to catfish somebody was to, to lie to was online. A, it's just a nice little story that a crazy yeah. guy was telling in the Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. crazy guy. He was a pretty crazy guy. It's a pretty crazy movie. Yeah. But yeah, you need to have these catfish in your tank because otherwise you're just going to atrophy. You're going to stop swimming and you're going to die. And if yeah. you don't have a catfish in your life, you're going to be... You know, yeah, it was death. quite a poetic way of looking at like effectively breaking this man's heart, like, you know, and and making <laughs> a movie out of it. But it was quite nice. It's a quite good movie. I would recommend it. Yeah, I think Neve is doing okay since. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Okay. He's got a baby. He's got a wife. Relationship he's doing, goals. He's doing great. He's doing yeah, great. He's doing great. Yeah. A woman called Neve contacted me on Twitter some time back. People were referring to the ways Irish names have been mispronounced or misspelled, and she mentioned that to her English colleagues, she said Neve is like Steve with an N. And she said that they started calling her Sneeve. <laughs> Sneeve. Oh, they were almost there. They're so close to being there. That's like, um, you know, like the the old story, like, uh, you know, oh, congratulations on your new baby. What are you calling him? Mark with a C. You're calling him Kark? <laughs> oh, yeah. When somebody says Steve with an N. I'm like, Stephen. Stephen, yeah. You think that. <laughs> you think that, but it's never that simple. Yeah. I think I think people overthink Irish an awful lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like we we said it a couple of times before. It's kind of once you learn the pronunciation, with a few little exceptions like the BHs and the MHs and things like that. But even if you're consistent with those, you can make sense out of it ninety nine percent of the time. Like it's really it's not rocket science. Yeah, you know? I think it's just it frightens people because mm-hmm. there's all of these letters and they don't appear in what you just said. Like Avian, I know my other half when I used to live with a girl named Avian, and when I I was texting him to say who was going to be at home or whatever. And he was kind of like, who is this person you are talking about in this text message? And I was like, yeah, oh, sorry, that's Aileen. That's how you spell it. And mind blown. But like, yeah, it, I mean, I think, yeah, it's just, it looks frightening. Like, Darach, your surname looks insane. But when mm-hmm. you say it, it's not that insane. So It's easy in looks. So we have some listeners maybe in the United States and Canada and Australia. And they're using Duolingo and maybe they're um, following certain Twitter accounts. Maybe they're listening to some Riding Liver podcasts. And something like this might shake their confidence a little. So what tips would you give someone who sees a BH or an MH? Say it out loud. Say it out loud and see what makes sense, what feels more natural to you. And, you know, if you're consistent, you're going to be fine. And, you know, if somebody, if you end up, if you end up arriving on these rocky shores and you start pronouncing things with an MH, you know, uh, like they're a V when they should be a W, people will still understand you and that's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. So if you go around, instead of saying second of one, you say second of one, well, that's just how people from Kerry say it. Don't worry about it. You're going to mm-hmm. sound great. Yeah, and I think on, on what Pather is saying is like p- people often get very upset about Kanonti and and what kind of virus you have. And I know myself, I have a mask on the virus, you know, I say mm-hmm. um, words from Connemara and words from, from and there's a mixture of everything and I think it's fine. And like like Pather said, whatever feels natural, I think there comes a point in language where just go with what feels right and what feels like most natural for you. And then if somebody's correcting you about that, they're... I mean, you don't want those people in your life. So cut no. them out and come to the public health house. We're all sound there. Absolutely. So if I was going to go out for a savon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you wouldn't often hear a sound pronounced salvin. 
but mm-hmm. you would often hear Iahauna pronounced Iahauna. Yeah. Uh, you would, and the very, very softest V there. But, like, again, you'll just, people will make sense of it. It won't be... Yeah. I think know. it totally depends on the word. Like, there is no rule. We, ca- we were discussing before this. Like, you can't, there is no rule for what words definitively are V, like Neve, and what words can be either. So, like, you, I mean, Neo is probably a little bit harder to say than Neve. Like, just that that one might be intuition, which is easier to say. Go with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there is no rule, one hard and fast rule for, for generally speaking. Is it possible to say the rule is to be kind to yourself? Yeah, yeah you should rule. say that. Because we can't, like, if you have a look at, like, we've got a lot of rules in Irish. And there's a lot of mnemonics and things to remember. And, you know, like in English, there's I before E except after C or when pronounced A as in neighbor or wait. Uh, what? Or when pronounced A as in neighbor or wait. That's the li- that's the second half of the people. Never get, heard like, that yeah, in my life before. I before E except after C mm-hmm. or when pronounced A as in neighbor and wait. Because oh. otherwise the rule makes no sense. Otherwise yeah, but you, rules in English you, make no sense. They, so they, they, they don't make any sense there. <laughs> That's the exception that proves the rule, actually, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, but in, in Irish, we've got like, you know, quail, quail, is lahan, the lahan, which is universal. You yeah. know, we're, it's pretty. But even, and, the, even it, it doesn't even apply to this because you have an of, which is a, a gutta lahan, a, a broad vowel, and it's a BH. But then you have gau, for another word for te, gau awalia, go home. And that's that's a that's a broad one, G A B H. So it's just there's no real rule to it. Gowl. That's a perfect one. Be, get gowl, gowl, gowl yeah. yeah. That's transcended into English as well. Though I hear it the has, rubber bandits yes. calling people gowls all the time. Thank which you I love. too. Yeah, yeah. It's from the Irish for junction. Junction is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> what kind of junction? Well, post junction, <laughs> Limerick junction, gowl limnach. Are those oh junctions full of... Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Gow Limney. Gow Limney. How did I yeah. never make that connection before in all the years of getting the train to Cork? <laughs> That's insane. Mind blown. Now you know where the rubber bandits go. Yeah, Gow On the way back home to Limerick. Like. <laughs> I was just about to ask, are those junctions full of... Yes. Gow Limney. I My experience in Limerick Junction is getting a lovely train down and when we're going to carry, we're having to change there and then... That train. Oh, you got on the crappy one. That oh. train. Oh, it's, it's, it's like yeah, it's like there's gonna it's there's gonna be a murder in the Orient Express, <laughs> except no one's gonna bother checking investigating <laughs> yeah. it because it's, 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 it's murder a, to the Orient Express if everybody was known to the guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm trying to think of any BH and MH sounds in English that we can compare these two. Ah, they're not really put together exist, too often. Yeah, they, that, I think that's probably why they Just freak people words. out so mm-hmm. much who don't speak Irish because they're like, "Well, oh, those words don't belong together. Those letters don't belong." Um, I don't know any other language I speak that that letter combination exists. Hindi. I don't speak Hindi. Oh, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's quite common in Hindi. And it's I quite pronounced... common. In, uh, again, it's it's it, it's sort of a, a softer B than okay, a B, yeah. but it's not quite a V. But uh, would it yeah. be more helpful if we brought back the old Pankshivaha? No. Oh, I'm fully in favour of them. I think they're I'm awesome. I'm completely, completely think, against it. I think just that they actually, it might make it easier to understand. Like, say if I was in Sweden, I see a funny looking um, O with a stripe through it. I assume, well, okay, there's obviously a, a secret to that. And once I know that secret, I can work this out. That would be the Norwegian uh, as opposed to the Swedish uh, but sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so for anybody who's not aware of what a punk shaver is, it's it's before we readopted the Roman alphabet 
And when we had the Gaelic alphabet readopted, because the first ever things written in Irish were written in the Roman alphabet, not the Gaelic alphabet. And when we readopted the Roman alphabet, we brought back in H's to indicate when we were exhavu or softening uh, a consonant. Prior to that, we used to put a dot on top of it. So your name is Darach, yeah. but if I wanted to say Aharach or Aharig, I suppose it would be really, instead of put, writing DH, I'd put D and I put a dot above the D. And no, I'm completely and vehemently opposed to uh, bringing that back in because it means we'd have to readopt the, the Gaelic script to mm-hmm. go back. Like, we'd have to completely and totally change our typefaces, my keyboard, for example. So it's administrative rather than cultural. It's a little bit of both. I think languages have to evolve. They have to move forward. And in our case, a big step moving forward was to go back to the Roman script in the, uh, I suppose, when the, when the, when the Kaidan Nua was first muted in the, the 1930s, we sort of left the Gaelic script behind us. Mm. And De Valdraha, another BH man. At basically or, or is it De Waldraha? De Waldraha. <laughs> yeah, he took great risks of personal safety to get rid of that Pongshevaha. And fair play to him. I quite like the punctuation. I think it just looks pretty. I'm not in mm-hmm. favour of bringing back the Celtic uh, script because it's insanity. Let's be real. Like the It's or- very beautiful, but it's just not functional. <laughs> it's easy to mix up the ors and the s's. So easy. Yeah, it's it's just really, really difficult to to follow, I think. Um, and But I just quite like the the difficultness of the punctuation. <laughs> I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all for the punk shaver, the DHs, the GHs, all of those bad boys, as we've established from episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Superfluous. Superfluous <laughs> nonsense. So, in conclusion, do you have any more observations about BMWs? I, you're not getting one for Christmas. Come on. <laughs> Wantsies. Hmm? I want one. I want one. Wantsies. 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 No, neither oil or my work. No, I think we're. No. I think I think we've struggled to try and categorize it, to try and put a rule on it. And at the end of the day, it's going to be what it wants to be. Yeah. Is it going to be a V? Is it going to be a W? Or is it going to be somewhere in between and some kind of half pronunciation? So, who knows? I think the rule is: be like a BMW driver on the motorway. Do whatever you want. Ignore <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> That's the rule. Oh yeah. <laughs> on that note, I want to thank my contributors today. Pather and Karajin. Karamil Magat. And we are looking forward to chatting with you again in 2018. So it's a slant for me. Slant for me? Oh, and it's a slant for me. See you next time. Hey, Dar again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to contact the show, you can email us at motherfucklore at headstuff.org or on Twitter at motherfucklore. Thank you very much to Brian for producing today's show and Kirsten Shiel for producing the artwork again. Join us next week. We're going to have a very special Christmas episode with myself, Pyler Kivonik, Garaji McAvoy and Claude McKinley. Motherfucklore comes out every Friday on the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you can't wait that long for your podcast fix, there are other Headstuff shows. May I recommend In the Shower with Taz and Marcus. They expand your mind while you clean your behind. <laughs> That's their slogan. They just talk about those questions that you've always wondered about in the shower, but never got around to Googling. So thank you very much and see you next time. 
This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Internally singing the national anthem. I'm telling you, a choir land. That's the way to go. <laughs>